When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was my fault. This is A View From The Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 6th of February, 2024. My name is Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, X. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a load more of your normal podcast providers. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, enjoy the show, hit like and subscribe, send us messages, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, on this week's show, well, a weekend of frustration, disbelief and anger for some. Well, for others, it was relief and joy at getting the job done. But away from Stormont, there were two games at the SSE Arena. Um, Jansen went out of them and we'll talk about them without any need for clocks to be cleaned. Um, Adam Keefe and new addition to the roster, Blake Spears, will join us. And we have uh, back-to-back, fr- back-to-back friends of the show. Last week, it was Neil Francis. This week, Mark Lefebvre is going to join us to talk about his Dundee Star side. Uh, Player of the Month, news, all the usual stuff. If you're watching live, welcome. Uh, get involved. There's a, the chat box on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. If you're not watching live, you're listening, send us stuff at AVFTV on Twitter and the likes. We love interacting all through the week. Mr. Jimsey, how are you? Ah, uh, Patrick, you know... <laughs> To be quite honest, I haven't had the best of weeks. I have found three things, very important things in life out. One, skin fades are for young lads. <laughs> um, two, no matter how much you incentivize your children, they will never clean their rooms. Nothing nope. happen. And three, XG means absolutely nothing. No point tracking it because it doesn't mean a thing. Is this a reflection of XG in the Elite League or XG just, ah, just in general? Uh, XG for the Giants over the season. You know, game after game after game. We just under converting over chance, and it's just one of those things. It's it's a stat that I've thrown in the bin. Stats do lie. Is this is this the is this the new is this the new approach? Nah, eventually they catch up on you. <laughs> Says, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Seems to be uh, we little sparking a little bit of debate today, apparently, but uh, not well. So. Well, I, I think we can talk about that later. Yeah, I think it's absolutely. It's one of those ones where people are talking about me, they're leaving somebody else alone, as my mum used to say. So that's my granny would have said that to me. Yep. Always fun. Always fun on Twitter. Um, right. Well, it goes without saying the Belfast Giants undertook two games against the Cardiff Devils this last weekend, and it was two defeats at the hands of Pete Russell's side. I'll run through statistics, then we'll get stuck in to the discussion. Um, first up, it was the game on Saturday 
which was a uh, 6-3 win for the Cardiff Devils. Uh, Cole Sanford scoring first uh, on the power play. Cole, uh, Evan Mosey, Tyler Bush, Trevor Cox, and Ollie were the second in the empty net. Um, made it six for the Devils. The three for the Giants came from OC, Ben Lake, and Josh Roach. Uh, in nets, Tyler Beskarani was in for 22 minutes before he was pulled. 12 shots on, four goals against. Jackson Whistle came in for 30, the remaining 37, 38, uh, 11 shots on, one goal against. On the other side, Ben Bounds, 38 shots on, three goals against. Referees for the whole weekend were David Good and Tom Perring. We move on to the following uh, the following game on this Sunday afternoon. 4,754 people watched a 4-3 win for the Cardiff Devils. Three power play goals for the Giants. OC opening and scoring yet again. Daniel Tedesco with another power play one in Aaron Nazarian was the third power play goal for the Giants. The other side, Trevor Cox shorthanded, Cole Sanford, Cole again, and Sanford on the power play made it four. Jackson Whistle started this game, 25 shots on, four against, and uh, Ben Bounds, 33 shots on, three against, and as I said, David Good and Tom Perring were the two referees. Um, at your request, David, we will actually start this before we get a discussion with the Saturday's um, comments from post-game by Adam Keefe. Um, I thought we had some energy and some jump um, mentally, some mental errors, and you know we find ourselves down two nothing after one. Don't start the game on time in the second period again. Kind of some mental mistakes individually. Four in nil. I thought the last thirty eight minutes from our team was great. Much more like we need to be. Um, worked our way back in to give ourselves a chance there. Um, had m- multiple opportunities to either tie that game up or get five of our own at least. Um, bounce, you know, he, he made some big saves there for them. I think obviously it's probably difficult for Cardiff uh, to play up 4 0, and that's probably, um, you know, they get catch them on their heels and then we keep, keep coming there. And so we had our opportunities to, to get back into the game, but, you know, when you gift, uh, I think we had five odd mans against, uh, at least two of them on the power play, and uh, give them one on the entry there on, on their power play to, to give them the first goal, you know, you're, you're making it easy on that's a very good hockey team. And when you make it, uh, you give them those easy opportunities, those ones they don't really need to work for and don't need to break you down, uh, they're going to make you pay, and they did that tonight. Um, you know, obviously, there are a lot of threats offensively on that team, and um, you know, we gifted them uh, some opportunity tonight, and they took it. David, you want to follow up there from the head coach, Adam Keefe? Yeah, I, I thought the keeper's um, post-match was incredibly, well, enlightening. He, he, he pretty much nailed the, the, the whole game on the head. We The first the first goal is a terrible deflection off. Jeff Jeff Bond goes to block it, and it just takes a little flick off his skate and, and handcuffs Besco. Besco goes for the shot, and it, that deflection beats him. Second one, we're throwing it up the middle of ice, and we're scrambling them back into position. Somebody open at the back door, 2-0. Third one... Actually, D-man's puck watching to an extent. He knows his team. He knows the forward there. It's actually a D-man coming through. I think says from memory. Um, he checks over his shoulder. He's there. Takes his eye off the. Takes his eye off the man to go back to the puck. And that it's a great. It's a great long throwing in past the back stick. And it's a D-man. I say crashing the left post. And then the fourth one. 
we've got this um we've been playing over the last number of seasons this sort of swarm defense where you know if it gets in behind the net we'll send three men deep on it but that then means that everybody has to buy into that your back checking forwards have to be covering the house we've lost the board battle it pops out in front and we've got guys i'm not going to say they're coasting back in but they're not back in position ahead of the the incoming forwards and d-men and you lose those little puck battles the board battles the the desire battles and once you're 4-0 down against the cardiff devils though adam absolutely right we played very well in the second half of the game probably outchanced them they have probably taken their foot off the gas to the extent and once that momentum swings back the other way, it gives us a lot of, and we had a lot of pressure in the game and opportunities to score goals. But ultimately, and we've talked about this on a number of occasions this season, when you put yourself behind the eight ball so badly at 4-0 down against a pretty good hockey team in the Cardiff Devils, certainly offensively a very good hockey team, you're not getting back into it with the best will in the world. Uh, Bounds did come up with some big saves, but we've got to convert on those real download chances Simon talked in commentary again the old hockey cliches about gripping the stick a wee bit too tight and whatever but you know we've had good chances to maybe even tie that game up wasn't to be I actually thought across the weekend if we're going to take two games as a kind of just to keep things moving probably across the, the two games and chances created and and I go back to that XG and I know I was having a bit of a mock at the start opportunities and stuff that we had we we did enough to win both games but we made as adam called them little mental errors individual areas little mistakes in the wrong places at the wrong time and got punished for them and left ourselves just too much to do and unfortunately against the second place team in the league you can't do it that's it season it's like we go down early they they get momentum quickly and we're second to everything it seemed after that yeah the bottom line is we we did not start well i mean in the first period we just we didn't they they can ready to play and it looks like we didn't in the first period um you know you, you, we just touched on it there mentally you need to be dialed in in games like this as well and and i thought that we sort of lacked that um mentality early on in the in the first period especially as the game went on i thought we got stronger i thought we actually finished the game with part of that i thought the third period I don't want to use the word dominated because Cardiff sort of sat back and absorbed the pressure. And yeah. from the pressure that we were putting on them, it wasn't enough. Um, but when you can see goals like that um, to Evan Mosey, I'm not taking anything away from Trevor Cox's pass from the blue line. One of the best passes I've seen all summer, all season, sorry. Here it is again. I mean, it splits three Giants players right through the middle um, and just a tip past uh, Besco, which... And in that close on the redirect, and, and Dicko mentioned it even when we were going through the highlights on Sunday, it's very, very difficult to try and see it. Um, and then the fourth goal wasn't much better. Again, simple mistakes that are being made in the in the defensive zone. I think this is the fourth one coming up now. Um, you know, it goes out, we break out of the zone, they hit it back in again. And there's a board battle, we lose it again. Um, here it goes again. You can just basically see for the people watching on. I think it's Cameron Pound gets there first. Reddy Brandt comes in after him, loses or wins the battle, and Tyler pushes out front all on his own. You can't do that against a team like this. Um, obviously, Besco was put and Jackson came in. I thought Jackson did very well. Um, you know, we, we we managed to get a foot back in the game again, getting that first goal with the power play. Uh, but again, it's, it's games like this when I think you said at the start, Paddy, I'm not 100% sure. I think you said 4,000. 700 and we'll, we'll correct that. 
Um, but you know, we had over fourteen and a half thousand fans in there at the weekend. Um, and it seems like you have fourteen thousand people over two games and you don't turn up um at the first period and the in the first game. How they can't how people can't get up for games like this, I just I, I bewilders me. I just don't understand it. This is the type of thing you want to be playing hockey for and and unfortunately yep. there, there was just one or two lapses in in, in uh in error and in judgment and unfortunately as I say you're going four 0 down against the Cardiff Devils. You can't do it. You just can't do it. They're a good, very, very well coached team. Um and it was disappointing to see. But as I said, as the game went on, in my opinion, I thought we got better. Um and I thought are we talking about Sunday, or do you want me to put a hold on that? Hold, hold off for just a minute. We'll come up. If you want to touch on it, go for it. But we, we're sort of running the two together, so work away. Yeah, I thought I thought that we were the better team early on on Sunday as well. I thought we we sort of did learn from lessons on on Saturday. Um, but you know, again, injuries. It's it's a pain in the backside. Bobby Mack left again Saturday night injured. We had to bring. Um, Charlie Curdy back in the lineup on Sunday. Um, we ended up starting with the defenseman because we just don't have enough guys. I know there's going to be people out there who are going to have a go at having enough guys for a lap, but we don't have enough forwards. Um, and uh, again, I mean, there's there's another mistake there. The shot's hand wide. I can't really took it. Maybe the hang took it. It goes right the whole way around. Will Collins beaten by speed from uh, Trevor Cox, and that makes it 5-1. Very difficult to come back from that. Um, in the third period, but uh, yeah, it's it a disappointing weekend as a whole, um, especially in front of two shoulder crowds. Davy saying Tyler Beskarani pulled from the game is not something Belfast Giants fans are used to seeing. Was it warranted? I think this is the archetypical coach um, pulling the goalkeeper, pulling the goaltender to, to give the rest of the team kick up the backside and I, I went through the goals with you first one's a wicked defects and second one's defensive coverage third one's a yep. great pass but poor defensive coverage fourth one's a board battle that uh would don't win and like whenever you're yeah let, listen a goalie like best will probably look at them and go well maybe i could have saved one of them maybe you know but the greatest will in the world a tip in front times two and a guy standing in the slot where 95%, well over 95% of goals come from, right down low in the house, and um, and a deflection. So I don't particularly think any of the three goals were on Besco. I think it was, uh, right lads, you've have, you have sold your goalie out here, we're making a change. We'll play slightly defensively differently as well. When when we play in front of Jackson, we do we play two slightly different systems, and uh, it, it changed things around, and we'll give up less opportunities, but it was a... Uh, you, you can't bench 14 guys, so you have to, you know, sometimes change the goalie to try and give them a kick up the backside. So, uh, as Simon said, Sunday night you've got uh, Travis Bryan playing on the wing, just and you, you become cynical and you say injuries as an excuse, and we always say we're a no excuse organization. But yes, when you put the facts down of, of what we've been dealt in terms of injuries this season, it's been very, very difficult, and you know, the, these, these things take their toll on you. and Unfortunately, you've you've friendy or somebody just asking about an update on Jacob. You've obviously friendy going out during the game as well on Sunday, and and obviously then one of the guys who's playing wing drops back in the day, but that leaves you then you're running three lines and maybe three lines short. So you know it is what it is. We came out of the weekend, no points unfortunately. I guess one of the things you try and find positives, um, power play number of power play goals. Power play looked a wee bit snappier at times. Certainly that top line with David Goodwin on it. Um, 
move the puck around a little bit better. Um, we have been slightly maybe perimeter and a bit static on the power play at times, and even at times at the, across the weekend, we're a wee bit flat-footed on it. But you know, there's goals came on it. Obviously, the the major penalty gave us a good five minutes to to get uh, time on the power play out there. But you know, it's it's another weekend where we'll look back and we'll rue on missed chances, and you know, that kind of puts to bed. I know everybody will keep going to things that are mathematically impossible, but for me, at this stage now. Not conceding the league title or anything, but I think this is a stage where it's about getting people fit and healthy and warmed up and to save a season and defending the playoff title. It's funny, I'm, I'm going to just flip this over to Sunday a little bit more and lean on Sunday and ask you a second. But I'm just from what you just said, Davey, I had a quick look there, and there, you're right about this XG. And, and it's not a really good advert for the new tracking system with regards to the Elite League when the Giants are looking like 3.2 to 1.93 with an expected win of the Giants. And then you flip it to Sunday, and it's more or less the same. So, where do you think that's fallen down? No, I think the the, the tracking's absolutely perfect. But, the, but this, of, this, these 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 sort of algorithms that decide based on location of shots, types of shots, yeah. yeah, just not great. Great, uh, um, it's mostly based even strength, of course. But you know that'll be where the opportunities are coming from, who the players are taking them, yeah. um, different things. But across those, that's what we're saying across the two games. We probably had the better grade A chances. We're under converting on our that that just tells you that you're under converting on your chances and you're over conceding on the chances that so you're letting in more goals than you should and you're not scoring as many as you should because the XG should give a fairly accurate scoreline. You know that in in terms of if you watch that game and without the goals in it, you'd say yeah, the Belfast Giants should have won those two games based on. The sort of the scoring metrics that are, are are put in place, but if you don't put the puck in the net and you and you make it easy for the other team to score, unfortunately those XG, XGs get slightly skewed. Says physicality, um, we get a player go down in the corner. Unfortunately, the screens have to come out once again, but a player goes down in the corner, <coughs> and there's no like you, you can see it on social media and the like. There's no kickback. Nobody seems to step up. There, we do have a player come in and have a word, but. Surely there needs to be some sort of physicality in that game. Do you know what? It, it, it's a difficult one to answer, Paddy. You know, in the situation with the per, first person who was on the scene, which is Ben Lake, um, I'm not surprised the way the situation ended up because I'm not going to go into details with regards to the injuries Ben's had this year, but yes. it wouldn't be the smartest idea in the world for him to, to do what would, a lot of people maybe would have expected. The guys, the way Ben, uh, sorry, Jacob Frank goes down, and I said at the time, I didn't think it looked that bad. Now, our angle is you, you guys know where I do the commentating from. So with the Rand Barrow, who was the guy who made the hit, standing in, uh, directly in front of the player, which would end up Jacob Frank going into the wall, it didn't look that bad when it first, I first seen it the first time without any replays. When I seen the replay, obviously his head goes in the wall first, and it was very worrying times. And, and second week in a row, I've had to sort of commentate. And when you see the screens coming out, the screens don't come out if there's nothing wrong. Um, and it's it is very concerning. And I don't want to sound as if I'm uh, belittling what happened to Jack Hopkins last week. 
but when it's your own player, a guy that you know, um, and you 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 work with, you're, you're seeing more or less, you know, four or five times a week. You sort of have that little bit more. Um, uh, I don't even know what the word is for it. it, it it's you you feel more attached to him, obviously Jacob at that time, than um, than Jack. And, and don't get me wrong, it was terrible what happened to Jack last week, and, and thankfully he seems to be on the on on the man, which is great. Um, but see, watching, knowing the type of player that Jacob Friend is, and him getting up from that injury and that hit, it was the biggest relief I've had in a long, long time. Yeah. And watching him up and make his own way to the the, the change room. And I know that he's very, very sore. I was speaking to him uh, after the game, and I told him that, that I didn't think it was as bad when I first seen it. But with regards to your question, and I'm sorry if we're going off on a tangent, but with regards to your question on the physicality side of things, you've, you're, I can't remember what the score was at that time. I think we were down 2-1, maybe 3-1. I think. I'm not 100% sure. And you know you're going to get a penalty. And then... Uh, you're you're going to get a power play out of it, and if we had a, took another stupid penalty out of that, we probably ended up would have been it could have been five on five, sorry, it could have been four on four, and you've got a penalty in the box again in the box. You didn't see what the the call was going to be on uh, Ryan Barrow. Um, it's a really difficult one to answer because of the current situation of knowing, as I say, Laker um, getting there first and knowing the injuries Lakers had this year. We know that Baker would have obviously stepped in. But then when you look at the face that Ryan Barrow and and watch the watch the image back and see Ryan Barrow, you seen that he didn't in my opinion, he did not mean to make that hit. I don't think he's that type of player. Um, but if you watch the playback, and I don't know if you've got it on this part, I don't think you do actually. No. I don't think Neil included in the highlights. It's not, in the, not in the highlights. But if you do have the opportunity to go back and watch it and you see the expression from Ryan Barrow, everybody could see that the kid was, oh, I've actually hurt this guy, and I did not mean that. And that's one of the ones that sometimes, if the game had went on, does somebody step out there and you line up in the line, the drops, the gloves are dropped. Yeah, th- that could have been the situation. We'll never know now because he's thrown out of the game. Um, but uh, the, the bottom line of where we are right now is Jacob Friend managed to get up off the ice and make his way off the ice, which is the, the probably the biggest relief that are there in a long, long time. Anything to add, David, on that? And you're muted, by the way. Anything to add on that? Um, I agree with Simon in that I don't think Barrow made, meant to make the play, but he, the numbers are there and you don't... You know, he does make contact and he, he puts Jacob into the boards and unfortunately, as Simon said, after a bit of treatment and stuff and a bit of a stiff neck, I assume, you know, he's going to be okay. But... Um, I, I thought was it today or yesterday we were talking about this Simon and uh, you know and, and, and later yesterday later being the first man and knowing the the injuries he's taken this season I don't expect that and, and wouldn't want to see Ben Lake stepping in in that position um <laughs> when you're when you're playing eight B because you're short on up front you don't want to be losing forwards either um in terms of whether they're sitting penalties or whether they're potential risk the injuries as well so. Um, in that situation, look, we've got the major penalty. We've scored two power play goals on it and put ourselves from 2 1 down to 3 2 up. So you can't say it's in terms of game management that's been a bad decision by anybody. Um, games change, lads, as well. You know, there, there is that as yeah. well. The game, the game's changing. Old dinosaurs like us mightn't like it, but the game's changing. Sorry, Simon, go ahead. On that, Paddy, would I have liked to see somebody run, get straight in there, and dig your head right off him? Absolutely. Yeah. 
But I think I think I think, that, I think a lot of people would. But but yeah. the, but like you say, I think you're absolutely right in that term, David. I think the, the game's so, changed. So, ga- so, so games change, and, and even if he takes a five minute major at that point, and he's probably fighting, we're probably then having a two plus five plus ten as well. Yeah. Certainly, an instigator getting called there as well. So you end up we had it not in him a couple of weeks ago where we've ended up um, bad hit on Bobby McIntyre, and Charlie Curtis came in. And takes 17 minutes of penalties and doesn't get his gloves off. So th- there's that factor. We talk about the instigator penalty all the time, and it's it's a toss of a coin whether you're getting it, whether you're not. So in that instance, yes, the old DFA wants to see somebody trailing the head straight off him, but the game's changed, lads, and, and, and we have to slowly accept that that's not what's going to happen anymore. And you know, as I say, go three two up, and at that stage things are, are looking good. And you know, I had us minus one and a half, so I was hoping would go <laughs> would go on and, and make it five three. But unfortunately, you know, they pin us back and and said at very start, Paddy XG doesn't tell the whole story of the game. I think we deserved something out of the weekend. Unfortunately, we didn't get what we deserved. Let's hear uh, Adam Keith's comments from the end of Sunday's game, and then come back to talk to Simon about uh, about icing calls. <laughs> Really happy with our first period. Um, really happy with our, our you know, our, our game overall was uh, pretty good in terms of um, some of the possession and, and scoring chances we had. Uh, we had some opportunities to extend our lead. Um, but I did think that, uh, you know, Carter from the second period on, I thought that uh, you could see why why they are where they are in, in the standings. They, you know, they have some real firepower. Um I thought, uh, you know, they, they took it to us there for the first 10 minutes of the second period. And I thought that that five-minute major obviously changed the tide in our favor. And we had some big goals there to kind of claw ourselves back and get the lead. Um, I didn't love the start of our third period just in terms of being able to sustain any ozone pressure. Um, you know, they were actually the ones doing it. Um, you know, a little gutted. I thought uh, we did enough to win that game. We just... Uh, we didn't make uh, the right play at the right time, and we gifted them a few goals that are some mental mistakes that we got to stop making. You know, if we if we cut down on some of the great A's that we are giving up, uh, we're going to make it a lot easier on ourselves. You know, we got we got the three goals tonight. We needed to keep them at two, and um, we weren't weren't able to do it. Um, so the Devils are under the cosh. They ice the puck. It goes to the corner. Um, Davey, what are the statistics on this? Listen, we've talked about this on a number of podcasts over the course of the season. And one of my things that I like analysing the most is face-offs, um, infractions of face-offs, things that don't get called, things that do get called. And on this occasion, like, we've got them pinned. We've pulled Jackson out of the net. We've got a six-on-five situation. There's we've, we've pinned them and we've had a couple of real good ozone shifts. They ice the puck. I think Dicko says on commentary, oh, they're trying to call an icing, or they're trying to call a timeout. Simon reminds him, can't call a timeout on a on an icing. So we need to be smart there too. We need to get those face-off dots quick and force delay games. What we did, we hemmed and had a wee bit as well. 74 seconds between the icing whistle and the puck being dropped. Two and a half, two and a half, if you like, you know, timeouts. It's it's I know what Simon said on the, the podcast or on the on the webcast. It's hard to argue with the logic, drop the puck or call it the leg game. That's the two options there. 
players being smart and broken sticks and changing up when you shouldn't, that's not really that linesman who's got the puck in his hands job. There's three other officials in the ice that deal with that. Simon obviously said what Simon can say and he can stick up for himself and that, but drop the biscuit and get the game on going. And if players aren't there from Cardiff ready to go again, then call the delay game. Give the warning. And if they're still not there ready to go, either drop the biscuit and get on with it or call it delay game, which gives us then a six on four. Completely different complexion with whatever, 130, 90 seconds left in the game. But you can call it veteran moves. You can call it clever from Cardiff. Simon called it the official on it. Everybody in that situation needs to be a wee bit better. Nottingham Panthers did exactly the same thing to us earlier this season in at the SSE Arena. Mr. Kitchen, you're the one calling that. What are your thoughts? You know what? And and look, see when you're doing something live, and you guys have been on it before. Um, when you're saying something live, and you you get frustrated with regards to, as Davy pointed out, seventy four seconds from pick up of the puck, try from whistle right all the way down the ice. We do need to be quicker with regards to what I said and and um, saying about uh, Nelson being in it. I thought that that's probably a bit strong. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Am I going to apologize? No, I'm not. Um, because everybody needs to be better, as Davey said. You've got people that are Tom Perring. If you watch the play, Tom Perring, Nelson goes to drop the puck. Both players are standing there. Delay comes happening. He puts the hand up that basically says, if you're there, you're getting a warning there. The hand goes up again as if you're actually getting a penalty for that. Tom Perrin comes over towards him, points at him. I obviously can't hear what he's saying, but I'm pretty sure he's saying, drop the body puck. It takes forever to get that done. But they should have had another penalty out of it. The bottom line is, am I going to criticize the Cardiff Devils for that? Absolutely not, because... That's the game. I would expect that Adam or the players to do exactly the same thing. But you need to be quicker. It needs to be done. And that, that wasn't the only one when the, the whole delay. The amount of times that pucks are being dropped and retakes are happening. And then you're losing. When you look at the clock, I can't remember what game it was. It was either Saturday or Sunday. But there was 2.9 seconds on the clock. Cardiff get a face-off on our end. The puck goes down. The clock starts ticking away they end up taking three or four minutes to basically get it back now again timekeepers take it a long time to get it back to 2.9 seconds that are on the clock and it's taken forever to drop the bloody puck david analyzes puck drop more than anybody i've ever looked at before or spoken to before and he's more critical with regards to you know the guys are there if you're if, if a guy's not in the right spot then tell him he's not in the right spot instead of standing there and just holding the puck the guys are ready to go. Drop the puck and get on with the game. With regards to Tom Perry, I thought Tom Perry was excellent all weekend. I thought that David Good made us well, one call. What? I did. I did. There, was one, there was one call he's made from 200 feet, which wasn't great, but you called it on the night as well. Called it on the night. Again, the whole thing needs to be better. I've already said it this year with regards to officials, and, and I know they've got a difficult job, but I do it. I've done it before. I've refereed and... and uh, and deadlines man jobs before as well. It's a hard thing to do. But get on with the bloody game. People come to pay to watch the players, not the officials. Just drop the puck, play the game, and get it over and done with. You're saving probably 10 or 15 minutes on puck because of all that happened goes on. So 
I'm probably going to get myself into more trouble, Pat. I just keep talking about something now. Right, let's wrap it up from here. The um, Four points for the Cardiff Devils. We'll come back to talk about league permutations and stuff shortly, well, later in the show. Um, the highlights, if you are so inclined. Hello to everybody from Cardiff. If you're so inclined, are available from Belfast Giants TV on YouTube. And we batter ahead. Um, before these games, the Belfast Giants were delighted to welcome a new face into the roster and um, bringing him in from the Alex Fenskin. I can never say that the Swedish second division. Alex, Alex Fenskin. Hi. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, delighted, delighted to well where he played played last season, but it's he coming in to join us this season. Delighted to have you. Welcome to a view from the bridge, Blake Spears. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, good. How are you guys? Turn your phone ninety degrees if you can. Okay. Got to. Uh... Oh, you got it all. So... You need to take your lock off. Hang on. Yeah, there you go. I was just about to do this. Nice, nice Wimbledon jumper. Um, so, uh, welcome to Belfast Giants. How has this come about? Uh, just, you know, I've been sitting at home for a little while and uh, talked to Kiefer a few times uh, over the course of the season and uh, he kind of just had pressed upon me their need for some from, for some players right now. And, you know, I was I had fortunately enough spent some time in, in January getting ready to play just in case... Uh, the opportunity presented itself, and it did, and I kind of jumped on it. The um, you, you said you were to, you hadn't played this season. Had you decided not that that, that you were done, or and you've been brought back, or is it just a case of you were you know resting? <laughs> no, uh, obviously, I think at twenty seven, I'm only twenty seven. Wasn't something that I had initially planned to do, but uh, I was unfortunate with with an injury last year and something that um, I'd kind of had to work through and, and uh, unfortunately wasn't getting much better for me. So um, I kind of planned to go a different route with, with my life at that point. And um, fortunately I, I do have a, the ability to, to rehab it for a little bit here in, in the last 20 games and kind of see where that takes me. Here, Blake, welcome to Belfast. But, um, obviously being out, for so long is difficult physically and mentally, but what's it like being back in a locker room again? Yeah, I think uh, I've said to a couple of guys, it's that that amount of time to be away from the game and especially kind of not thinking that I was going to return uh, gave me a lot of perspective on, on just how lucky we are as, as players mm -hmm. to, to be to be a part of the, the professional hockey culture and um, has certainly given me, given me a different outlook and you know, a bad day at the rink is nowhere near the same as a bad day anywhere else in the world. Um, and obviously, it's a game I grew up loving. And so, yeah, being back in the room, being with the boys and, and uh, the banter, it's all great. I know a lot of them have said that you're 100% one of those team first guys. But have you set yourself any sort of little personal, not targets, because there's only a few games left in the season, but just like the, what you want to do with the rest of the season personally? Yeah, honestly, just to strictly come in and have fun with it. Um, I mean, obviously, the goal, goal number one is to come in and do everything that I can to to help this team be successful in these last 20 games. But, um, you know, coming from a situation uh, such as mine, I think goal number one is you never really know when your time in pro hockey is going to end. So just come in and enjoy every second of it. And I think that will kind of translate to uh, whatever positive on-ice results I'm looking for. Just before you go, Simon, is that, sorry, says just before you go there, is that a good life lesson, Blake, that, you know, you have something 
as good as a pro hockey career and it's almost taken away from you and you've got a, almost a second opportunity at it. Yeah, I think for sure. Um, I, you know, I knew, I kind of knew while I was waiting that uh, that maybe the the opportunity w- would come. So I was I was preparing myself for it. But for sure, um, especially at a young age, you know, last year if you would have told me I wasn't going to play this year, I would have said no, like <laughs> no chance. So um, in the blink of an eye, things can get taken away from you. And so just to go in and, and, and have a really positive attitude and enjoy every second of it. Um, and maybe that's for something that I haven't necessarily done over the course of my whole career. Obviously you go through tough times and, and you think like, Oh, I don't really want to be doing this or, or whatever it is. But then you quickly realize wh- when it is taken away from you that that was a little bit short sighted. So um, yeah, certainly a life lesson and something that, that moving forward, if I continue to play after this season, I'll I'll certainly have in the back of my mind. We had a chat there on uh, Saturday, I think it was Saturday morning, maybe Friday, um, and you know it's it's been a long weekend for you, a bit of travel, and um, you got to see London yesterday, and yeah, sorry Monday, you had to look around, and uh, but the situation now, obviously, you want to start preparing to play. Um, how are you settling in with the boys? I know you were on the ice. With, this morning getting a skate and I know you're on Saturday morning as well. How are you settling in? Yeah, I think uh, it, w- it was good for me. Obviously, I flew overnight uh, Thursday night and got in Friday morning. I think it w- a positive thing w- for me was I was able to get here in time to, to get on the ice with the guys. And that kind of, you know, shakes off any of the rust and, and, and anything else right away. And then you get a chance to to go back and, and get some sleep and, and, you know, get the nutrition right and, now, obviously, I've got a full week to prepare to play in these games this weekend, and um, no, I'm ex- I'm excited and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, a couple of boys around the room as well. Um, you play with Nas, you play with Bobby Mack, and um, how was that? I think Patty was there a few. You know, was it no year in Peterborough a couple of years ago, Patty? But um, how was that uh, playing with Bobby? Because you know, Bobby didn't do too bad in in uh, Sioux Marie. Yeah, I think uh, we had two really good years together in the Sioux and. A lot of fun and we were able to build up a pretty good friendship and have kind of stayed in touch uh over the course of the last couple of years wherever we've both gone to, to play hockey we've always managed to stay in touch so uh upon finding out that he was here uh back in november it kind of piqued my interest a little more you know uh maybe one last shot to play with a good friend of mine and uh, i'm happy that we could make it work and and i'm definitely looking forward to getting back on the ice with him sue summary you're you're a sue summary boy hi you also end up being captain of the team there. How did that feel of your hometown team to to, to have that letter in your shirt? Yeah, I think uh, that was something like I grew up and I was a season ticket holder of the Super Hounds. So I watched the Hounds from probably the time I was seven until the day I got drafted by them. And uh, yeah, obviously you, you kind of grow up and that's a, that's a dream of yours. And obviously I was able to accomplish that and uh, something I was very, very proud to be able to do. And, uh, you know, it comes with a little bit of a, a blessing and a curse because obviously that adds a little extra pressure and extra eyes on you with 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 what you're doing and 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 how you're how you're playing. But um, all of that stuff's good, you know. With with great uh, what is it? With great uh, honor comes great responsibility, or great power comes great responsibility, something like that. And I think you know, if you're gonna reach the the top level of your game, those are the things that you got to be able to play to uh, play through in order to get there. You also now join a select bunch of players who will have played under both Keith brothers. Um, what do, are you going to sort of have that sort of comparison between the two to see how Adam stacks up against Sheldon? 
I, I don't know if I'm I'm necessarily going to have a comparison going, but <laughs> uh, it certainly was something you know in in the back of my head when Adam had originally reached out to me. You know, I had I had pretty good success under Sheldon and also like a really good relationship with him. And uh, you know, I I think in in coming here and getting to to know Adam in these short couple of days. Uh, I see a lot of similarities in, in, in their philosophies and stuff like that. So it's something I'm really looking forward to diving into. You have, we'll bring it back to the, the sort of the action upcoming this weekend. We've got a, two games away in Scotland, which will come with a little bit of bit of travel for you as well. And then you're going to get your first taste of, of home ice. You've obviously been to a couple of games at the weekend and you saw the big crowd. You must be licking your lips and looking forward to getting in the Odyssey ice in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Uh... I was I was hoping to get to see see what they would be like in, in during a win, but uh, unfortunately, things didn't really go our way this weekend. But yeah, the the crowd looks incredible, and and the support that you guys get in in Northern Ireland in Northern Ireland is something that that's super impressive to me, and and another reason why I wanted to 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 come because you know <laughs> you're sitting at home for so long, you miss playing in front of a crowd, and 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 getting that that feeling of excitement when you're when the crowd's cheering you on, especially a home crowd. So no, I mean, uh, something I'm very excited for and, and something that I'm also very impressed by the, you know, like l growing up in Canada, you don't really know what the level of, of support looks like in Northern Ireland, Ireland for hockey. And, um, obviously something that was quite eye opening for me once I, once I learned about it. Well, listen, hopefully you settle in well, hopefully, you, and we see you out doing the ice scoring goals and, and doing good things. Thanks for joining us, Blake and, uh, and best of luck. Yeah, thanks, guys. No problem. Big thanks to, to Blake Spears for his time and welcome to Belfast. We're going to batter on straight away because we have waiting in the wings. Man, he's traveling, so we're going to bring him in straight away. The head coach of the Belfast Giants, Adam Keefe. How are you doing, Kiefer? Not bad. How are you guys? Yep, doing really well. Doing really well. Give us your reflections on the week. We, we, we heard your post games, but now you've had a few days. <laughs> Give us your reflections of the weekend. Um, obviously defensively, we weren't strong enough, but I thought that certainly it was a, uh, a big improvement, uh, Sunday in terms of, you know, our, our offensive output and loved our, our start to the game on Sunday. Um, ultimately, you know, I think there's a lot of positives from our game, but we certainly need to clean up some areas defensively and. Ultimately, that that's the message uh, this week again. You know that we need to clean up some of the mistakes that we're making defensively if we want to win hockey games. And is he so Glenn Gormley? Glenn Gormley, why is he brutal? Oh. <laughs> oh, is he still with us? He's still there. I, I heard something. Nope, Davey. Obviously, you. Know, He's right. You know, defensively, we do have a lot to clean up there. Listen, we talked about this in the in the early piece in the game about uh, Adam was the one that de described them as you know those little mental mistakes and um, the positional mistakes that we maybe made over the course of the weekend. It must be incredibly frustrating for him as well when you when you put a whole week of practice in and and you come out you you leave yourself a mountain to climb against a team like the Cardiff Devils. So, but you know. All we can do is, as we've talked about, is just go left foot, right foot, and you know continue to to follow the process and and hope that those little mental mistakes get drilled out of your game as we go down towards the playoff run. You back with us? I am. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened there. It can't be my internet over here. 
<laughs> we've just had a, a conversation with Blake Spears, who you've, you've brought in recently. We've mentioned that he's, I think, Kyle Bond is one of the players I can think of, but one of the few players that have played under yourself and your brother. But um, what are you expecting from him coming into the side? Yeah, just, uh, you know, uh, a player that's uh, his both sides of his game are well rounded. I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about playing for my brother, he had some real offensive success there in, in the OHL. And I think he's a guy that you know, figured out a way to grind and, and make the NHL. And sometimes when you do that, you play the right way and you're you're solely focused on adding value all the time defensively to, to ultimately make the NHL and stay there. Um, sometimes you lose a little bit of your scoring touch along the way uh, because you're so focused on on not taking any risk or you know, so you lose a little bit of your creativity there. You know, I think, you know, him coming in with the mindset that he's had, you know, I listened there to him talk and I've had my meetings with him. You know, he's highly motivated and almost a newfound love for the game after missing out uh, this season. And he really wants that. So, I, you know, he's going to get the opportunity here to have a, play a big role on, on the team here and, and try to help us get things back on track. And, you know, I'm pulling for him. And I think that uh, he's a guy that, certainly has a lot more hockey left to give and um i think he can really help this team david oh sorry come back to me after um so kind of what i was saying there adam just when you dropped out there how frustrating has it been when you, you put those plans in and you have good weeks of practice and and maybe they use you on your own terms the guys don't exactly start on time and you find yourself like when you're four 0 down, what are you trying to say to them here? That is it just to make the next shift better, or you know you can't climb a four 0 You've got to climb a four 0 You know, one goal at a time. Yeah, I mean, getting down four 0 against anybody's not fun. Uh, certainly against Cardiff, you know that how dangerous they are offensively. They're the second best team in the league offensively. So we knew that going into the game it was something we touched on. We knew that. They have the capability to, to sting you if you if you give them those opportunities. So frustrating that we gave them too many opportunities, and um, you know this is a game of mistakes, and we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. The players are going to make mistakes. It's just about trying to collectively eliminate more of those mistakes, so we're making less of them, and, and that's going to you know hopefully. Uh, eliminate a goal a game against right and and if we're still working towards trying to get into that three and a half to four category where we're averaging three and a half goals ourselves you know that's a, a work in progress and i think that we took great steps we can towards that and some real chemistry there with that lake tedesco goodwin line uh the power play obviously had four goals although we gave up two so another area we need to clean up there but like I said, some real positive signs in the lineup. Um, and obviously, we're missing some key bodies in, in Blake Spears. Uh, you know, Mark Cooper, hopefully, is not too far away. And Greg Prince, uh, we'll see where he's at. But like, there's some you know, some guys that are coming back into the lineup that will, will help really impact the lineup when they get back. Adam, your fifth year coaching now. Um, obviously, you took a break during COVID when you were doing all your, you know, growing potatoes and tomatoes and what have you. Successfully. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think you change as a coach? I think every year there's a new lesson. Um, I'm still learning all the time. I think this year's lesson was 
Um, just how mental the game is. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, you look at the, the Champions League where everybody's feeling pretty good through the Challenge Cup, uh, 13 wins in a row, uh, one loss, a um, few injuries here, and then, you know, things head the other direction. And, um, you know, I'm actually a big fan of adversity early. I think the problem this year was that adversity we didn't – quite handled well and uh, it got away from us and now we're, we're, we're trying to fight through it and, and get ourselves back on track and it's unfortunate that uh, we've dropped as many points as we have in the league and the challenge cup went the way it did um, you know but obviously we still want to get things back on track and win as many games as possible here down the stretch and and ultimately as I've been saying to the players we want to feel good about our performances, win or lose, you know, and if we can honestly say that after the game, then we can accept that. And, um, you know, f for the most part, the performances, I feel like in the last month or so, some of the losses, I felt a better vibe around the locker room. I felt, uh, you know, guys were still competing, whereas I felt in November, December, there was some, mentality that that uh whenever something went wrong we we went away and i think that that's that's something that we're, we're fighting off and I, I feel that that's heading trending in the right direction and you know like i said it's, it's a you know i i feel everybody's frustration i think you know i want to win uh the players want to win i know the fans want to win i know the organization wants to win this is something this is winning is not easy and that's a reality i think that you know we we've obviously had a lot of success over the last few years and and we've come to expect and and uh almost take for granted winning and how hard it is to achieve and it's something that we've not done well this year and and we're working towards that um you know to try and get our game back so we can have performances that we're proud of not just um you know, on on a one-off basis, but on a week a weekend basis, where we're, we're feeling good about the whole weekend, and then you know that's when things start to build and, and trend in the right direction. And, and certainly, analytically, I think that there's a lot to be uh, positive about, and you know things are trending in the right direction in some some areas, and we just gotta we gotta knuckle down on on our weaknesses, and and that is certainly some of the opportunities we gave up there on the weekend that you know we're gonna discuss and we're gonna go over on video and and really just try to eliminate those ones from our game. And if teams want to score on us, they're gonna have to do it on the on the power play, or they're gonna have to come through us uh, 200 feet and network us in our own zone for 45 to a minute and, and really wear us down and make that difficult on teams. Um, but right now we're gifting them some goals that are, you know, especially when you're playing against a team like Cardiff, you, know, you can't be giving those opportunities up. And, and ultimately, you know, those, some of those, you know, you look at the two shorthanded goals and the two goals that uh, we coughed up in front of our net. Those are gifts to a, a talented Cardiff team. Let, let me let me let me just wrap up all this and, and we appreciate your time but by asking you about this weekend obviously we've got two games on the road with regards to Glasgow and then on to Dundee but we also lose a lot of players to international duty both not just with GB but you know Tedesco going with Italy, Sato going and you know and it's frustrating that that we still play these games some of some teams are going to be hurt more than others due to the fact that we've got these players here in the lineup 
are you frustrated because obviously you've had a, a quite a large part with it with regards to the GB setup? Are you frustrated that games go ahead this weekend? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not ideal uh, to to lose this many players per weekend. It's not for you know Cardiff, Sheffield, and you know, some of the other teams that are losing multiple players. Uh, at the same time, you know, I, I understand that I think that there was. You know, something had happened there with uh, the Olympic Committee and, and allowing, I think, Russia and Belarus back into it and kind of bumped GB but down a pool. So, you know, some things happened outside of everybody's control in terms of, you know, the schedule was made and then this happened. So um, I do understand at the same time, right, this these are our business and uh, we do have enough players to go ahead and I think a pretty good lineup for the weekend. So, you know, there's, there's no excuses there. It's, uh, you know, exactly like that next man mentality and everybody's going to get a lot of ice time and we have what we have for the weekend and, and I'm feel pretty confident about them. So you know, I'm looking forward to a good week of practice and, um, trying to build on some of the positives we saw, last weekend and trying to eliminate some of the weaknesses we saw last weekend as well and you know try to get this thing back on track and it's it's going to take some big performances from some guys to really get us over that hump and and get us uh rolling one last one obviously jackson whistle is part of the gb setup in his way but petter comes back in um what what is he bringing in yeah i just actually dropped him off at, at his hotel there he just flew in um you know, Petter's a, a, a great story and, and a, a great example for our players of what can be achieved if if you commit to everything you know fully. I mean, he's a guy that uh, you read all the the books and watch all the documentaries about the, the best of the best in, in their field. And, you know, he certainly is one of that for, for goaltending and football. And it's not hard once you get to know him and you see him go about his day-to-day um as to why he had the success he did he's he's very highly driven and passionate guy about his sport but obviously about ice hockey as well and uh we're fortunate that that uh, he wants to come and battle with us and help us out at a time when uh you know we always like to have uh more than enough keepers at practice here to make sure that everything's flowing correctly and we're already going to be down enough bodies in practice this week that uh you know when when Jackson was picked to go to GB that uh, we knew that we could call on, on Petter to come in and help us out. And, um, you know, we're, we're just thankful that he is willing to do so. And, you know, we'll see how this week goes for him. Listen, we really appreciate your time, especially after a, a long trip down to the airport and back. Um, thanks, thanks for joining us, mate, and good luck this weekend. No problem. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Big thanks, as always, to Adam Keefe for, for joining us. Um, and we move ahead. This weekend, as we said, we have two games on the road in Scotland, one in Dundee, sorry, one in Glasgow, and then on the face the Dundee Stars. And once again, delighted to welcome back friend of the show, the head coach of the Dundee Stars, Mark Lefebvre. How are you doing, mate? Hold on, guys. Uh, 45, 46, 47. <laughs> I'm just counting how many players you have on your roster. That's what I'm just wondering. Double checking on that one. So. Uh, you, should know by, you should know by now we're the Belfast Giants. We do what we want. <laughs> Apparently, you do. Apparently, you do. So. That might be, might be the case, but the Belfast Giants will be short on players coming into your arena. Into your, you, know, you, know. you still have 47 guys available. <laughs> right. um, 
Uh, a quiet weekend. A weekend of only one game for for, for yourselves in um, you faced off against the the Guildford Flames. It went all the way to overtime. Um, how do you feel the Dundee Stars have been playing this season? I think, like everybody else, we're just trying to find consistency. Um, either yeah. than Sheffield, teams nine, uh, two through ten, have haven't really found consistency throughout the season, and we're running those, and uh, we find ourselves in the middle of the pack, just like everybody else. Um, you know, one weekend can change your season. You can fall down places. You can move up places. So it's just a matter of finding consistency. And for us, it's just making sure we get points every weekend, whether it's one, two, three, or four. We just need to get something out of the weekend. Where are the real battles for you? Well, I, I mean, we're so tight. I mean, we're close to you guys, four points back. But then you kind of looking behind us, there's Manchester, there's Glasgow, Fife. You know, they picked up some points. Then we get Nottingham. You know, they picked up points as well. So... Um, you know, so long way to go here. So it's it's a challenge every weekend. David, coach, what's it been like? It's been five or six years since you were in the league. Is it good to be back? Does it feel like it was, it was Dundee you the last time you were here as well? Wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's great to be back. I, I like the parody of the league right now. You know, it's there's and there's no Edinburgh games anymore on the on the on the schedule or like <laughs> that. But there's everybody can win every game. Um, you know, other than what Sheffield's been doing. Uh, every game's been tight. You look at the amount of three-point games that have been going on throughout the league, especially in the last month or so. It's it makes the league a lot look a lot better and more competitive. What's it been like for you with the with the two caps, with the head coach and the director of hockey ops as well, taking all that extra responsibility on? Is it uh, is it up the mighty hours you're spending at the rink, or has it been a, a fun time? No, luckily I, I do a lot of work from home as well. So it's it's just more of a mental thing, really, to be able to work at home and find that that balance. Um, you know, you can as long as you have Wi-Fi, you can work from anywhere. So it's uh, you know, it's a fine balance. Uh, I think the two jobs are go hand in hand with each other, uh, whether it's for the recruiting or, or dealing with other stuff away from the rink, and obviously the on ice product of it. Um, they just go hand in hand with each other. Oh, you're muted, says. It's twenty twenty again. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, you just mentioned there about Edinburgh not being in the league. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the three Scottish teams this year, um, you, you know, you're all taking points off each other. And, and Glasgow sort of started the season feeling a little bit optimistic. They were right at the top of the league for, for a week or so. Um, but do you miss the likes of Edinburgh Capitals? I mean, especially with the rivalries you would have built up, having local uh, fans coming up and doing it. Yeah, for sure. For me, I think it'd be one of the better cities in the league. And obviously, I played in Edinburgh one season. It was had a great time with it, and uh, it's unfortunate around the league. But you want to make sure you have every team that's going to be competitive. And you see that this season, how competitive everybody's uh, is every weekend. Um, so you want to make sure you have competitive uh, clubs and make sure they're the structure wise on and off the ice are formidable. If you obviously you're a head coach and general manager in the league. If you could make one rule to make the league better, what would you do? Oh, I think we go with the Olympic system in terms of points. I think the three-two-one. That that's one thing I like to see uh, get in line with the other European countries. But I like to see the playoffs actually be playoffs, um, a best of five or best of seven format. Uh, every other league in the world does it, and then that's not to disparage that you know a team winning the regular season and league title, obviously. But I think for hockey purposes, we want to see a true playoff. 
You mentioned consistency, which I find we spoke about it last week ad nauseum because obviously it's something that most teams search for. You also mentioned parity, and you know, and I know coaches like parity. Fans, fans say they like parity. They don't. They want their team to do what the Sheffield Steelers are doing and 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 run teams down and score nine and 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 have the the arrogance and the and the sort of the, the success to, to to rule them all. But 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 consistency is something that is. So difficult for some teams to find, especially if they're you know in real battles. How do you find that consistency? Because you've got the guys, you've got the player. You, you look at Valentini, he's, he's you know he's was it 24, 24 assists. You've got Spencer Nass scoring. So how, how do you get that down the lines? Where do you find that consistency? I think it's making sure we're competitive and doing the right things every weekend. I mean, it's like we all take this past weekend. Um, our goal is to get points every weekend, like I said earlier, and that's all that matters to us and make sure we get to that top eight uh, and make sure we make it into the playoffs. So the consistency on that part of it is making sure we're doing the right things and all the little things to make sure we're picking up points. Uh, I think I think minimum you want to pick up two points every weekend. Obviously, everybody wants to pick up all four, but as long as you're picking up two every weekend, um, you should make it to the top eight. Where does Kevin Carr come into this? <laughs> He's been outstanding for us all year. He gives us a chance every night, and that's 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 all you can ask for in your goaltender. Uh, whether he's an import or a Brit, doesn't matter who's in the net. Um, and he's a competitive player uh, person as well. You see that in practice every day, the way he handles himself on and off the ice, and it rubs off on the other guys. He he doesn't say too much, um, but he does all his speaking mainly on the ice. Let's talk slightly about off the ice. Good crowds are starting to come back through the doors at the DIA. Simon referenced the Caps there, who obviously have dropped down a few levels, but are getting increased numbers coming through the doors. Those numbers coming through the doors are now allowing you to put an eye on the next season as well, because you know you, if you can put a good product in the ice, people will come, people will pay, and it's the vicious circle then that you've got more to develop the product and more people will come. Well, I think the main thing you want to make sure you have a competitive product, and, and it's nice to have a rivalry with, with Glasgow and Fife because they do bring a lot of fans, but I, I think throughout the league, people travel. I think you guys this past weekend, you know, with Cardiff, they brought a ton of fans there. It's, you know, whether it's in Nottingham, we still bring fans to Nottingham no matter how far the trip is. It's, it's, it's good to see in our league that we have that, that other fans from other teams travel. Um, in terms for us of our home gates, they've been excellent since Christmas. And I think having an exciting team and a competitive product every weekend um, helps that. Um, but I, I got to give a lot of credit to Pash when he was here. He, he really built the off-ice and the business structure of it um, um, over a five, six-year period to get new people, new sponsors in the building, uh, get the town excited about hockey uh, in Dundee, and, and obviously it's carried on to the season. And you must be excited, and I'm sure it's in all the local papers, the big team's coming at the weekend. I thought we're the biggest team in the league, aren't we? So <laughs> you guys are coming to us. I thought, yeah, but no, it's, uh, you know, everybody talks about the big teams, little team thing. It's, it's, um, but you see there's big teams now that, that haven't done as well as they thought probably in the league. And, and there's smaller teams that are doing very well in other parts of the league. So, um, yeah, crowd size, building size. Yeah, you could call them big clubs, little clubs, but just look at the standings and how uh, competitive the whole league is and parity across the board. One last question from me, Coach. How do you how do you approach this weekend? Because obviously you've got quite a trip down to Surrey to do first to take on to take on the Flames, 
and then you've got to pack it all up and get back in time for the five o'clock face off the next day. You know, that's that's a long but the, the Giants have to travel as well. But obviously we'll be in Glasgow the night before and then we'll move across. How do you approach that weekend with regards to the travel all the way down to Guildford and back? Well, we're going to leave Friday, the day before the game. So we'll be in Guildford uh, Friday evening and, and proper preparation for a six o'clock start on, on Saturday. But we've had these games before all season. We've we played at home on a Saturday night, had to get up at five in the morning and travel all the way to, to Guildford. And we've got two results there uh, so far this season. And we didn't go into Nottingham as well, the same problem. So um, we, we don't take travel. I know some coaches in this league use travel as an excuse. Um uh, but you know what you're getting into when you come to the elite league. Um, it is what it is. Everybody wants to have at least one home game mainly uh, every weekend, and you just get on with it. Uh, two points are two points, whether the travel's good or bad. Uh, you just get on with it. We might have Tom Cullen in a few weeks. Oh, sorry, you, you didn't mention. Did I mention something? You, you didn't mention any names. <laughs> didn't mention any names. That's it, Coach. We really appreciate your time. Good luck in Guildford. Uh, no luck on Sunday. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully catch up with you before the season ends. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Coach. Big thanks Thank to Mark Lefebvre. Um, one of the things we just want to come back, uh, just circle back on a bit, is obviously we mentioned it there with Adam Keefe, is the return of Petr Cech. Um, With Jackson Whistle gone, says, you know, Kiefer made it quite clear as to as to what, what Cech brings to the locker room, not just from uh, his hockey ability and what he's able to carry in his load, but mentally and mentally and what and what he brings into the into the locker room with regards to success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, a guy with that much experience, whether he's playing football or hockey, it, it's unbelievable. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be around him there when the last time he came into Belfast. And, and obviously at the end of last season when he came in for um, the uh, Ukraine game. And yeah. he's, he's just a delight to have around. And, and the big thing about it is there's no words and graces about him. He's, you know, he's chirping the boys. I think he was chirping longer about giving the haircuts to the boys and not finishing them. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and you know some of the art guys that they just they it was funny when I was I think I said this before about the video that Adam made um, because some of the boys are young and didn't actually know who Peter Check was yeah. and they're sort of you know I wasn't in the room at this time but I, I spoke to a few guys who were in the room when he showed the video um, and uh, they're looking up at the screen and then all of a sudden you can sort of. One by one, you can see them all just turn around to look at Petrachek sitting right there, um, and you know all these trophies that he won, and and having that experience around the room, it, it's look, it's great for for the team. I've seen a lot of negativity on socials about, um, you know, bringing this in as a it's a joke. It's not a joke. It's genuinely not a joke. And um, we feel that he can do a job for us, and and you know the the the. Social media recover, or you know what's been on the last couple of days. You can see how much it is, not just for the Belfast Giants, but for the whole league. You know, this is a major coup. Um, make no mistake about it. And and uh, yeah, we're delighted to have him, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him tomorrow morning. I found it funny as well for like somebody like longer, a big Aston Villa fan, but he so he knows he knows who Petr Cech is, and you know he knows what Petr Cech's done. He's yeah. watched Petr Cech play against his own Aston Villa, so to actually now be chirped by Petr Cech. Must be weird, like it must be even chirp me for being chirp me for being a Spurs fan. Yeah, so, well, you know, yeah. it's uh, sure there's one of those things where I think Cup one of his Arsenal's. I'd also like to, to point out, damn it. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> but, Davey, what's your take on it? It's great to have another goaltender in that can take a proper part of practice, can help take a bit of the load off Pesco and. 
and Dicko there and you know come in and be part of it and back up if required and even the case of when he was here the last time Besco went down hurt it was able to come in and you know have a 100% save record one of the only only, only the only goalie in the league with that but you know it, it's great he seems to really love his hockey and, and as, as um, Spears he was saying earlier there it's so important mentally to have somebody that loves the game and grat- has gratitude for you know probably didn't ever think he'd get the opportunity to do this and he's getting the opportunity to do it and he's he's getting to live a second professional career after his first one was finished and those kind of things i love those stories so you know if he brings a bit of positivity and a bit of you know mental upswing into that room at the minute and a team that's been up and down a little bit you know there's only only positive things can happen when you pour positivity into things it's you know what he, you know, world-renowned, successful Champions League-winning goalkeeper mm-hmm. gets gets to play for my team, but also his drumming is ridiculous. He's just one of these all-round talented people that you just hate. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, mate, pass it out to some of the rest of us. Ridiculous. But mm-hmm. it's, no, it's good to see him back. Good to see him back, and um, and it's great that he's able to step in. Uh, while the lads are off with uh, with GB and the likes. Uh, we'll come to that in just a second. What I'm going to do now is I'm just going to reflect on the Player of the Month that was awarded at the weekend for February, uh, as sponsored by our good friends at Phonacab. Um, let me just bring up... Oh, of course, I've not got it prepared, which I should have done, but there it is anyway. With over 50% of the vote, 54.5% of the vote, this week's Player of the Month Sorry, this month's player of the month for Feb for January, all over the place, boys. January's player of the month is Josh Roach. Congratulations to Roachy. He was presented by Helen and Kira. Big thanks to them for presenting that. Um, says I'll start with you, Roachy, player of the month. Yeah, I, I said it last week. I thought he was, you know, coming back from from the injury um, and uh, working. I've, I've just seen how hard he worked the whole way through the summer to, to make sure he was back as soon as he possibly could and. And as I said, but I think he actually probably came back a couple of weeks early because he seen that the guys are were in a bit of a hole, and, and he wanted to try and make the effort. And you seen it the weekend. Um, you know, he knows himself. He made one mistake there. I think it was their second goal. Otherwise, he was outstanding. Uh, scored a good goal on Saturday night. Uh, got an assist on Sunday. He's such a smart player. Um, such a good guy. And uh, yeah, delighted to have him back around the room again, around the boys. David. Yeah, and, and to echo what Simon said, actually seeing him just in the face-off circle, just um, um, down in front of Simon, he actually said to Simon's favourite line, just drop the puck, come on, so he gets it. Um, I was really fortunate to spend a wee bit of a day with him last summer when we were doing some charity stuff, and he was just telling us how hard he was working to get back on the ice, and he knew even in, I'm going to say that was August time, late July, early August, that he knew it was probably going to be Halloween at least, so it wasn't going to be instant. He was going to have to work his butt off for another three, maybe four months with that carrot that's dangled to get back into the second half of the season. And he's he's been a breath of fresh air. He's he's had a lot of minutes up, even though he's only back in and he's dependable as anything. And you know he's uh, he he's getting up there. I think with Ben Lake on Simon's dream team, you know. So uh, he's 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 vital to this organization going on these last twenty odd games this season. Yep, absolutely. Can't argue with any of that. Gents, congratulations to Josh Roach, the January Player of the Month, uh, as sponsored by a good friend of Former Club. Thanks to everybody who cast their vote. And uh, when February ends, 
we will start to look back and get those nominations in and do this all again. Right, a um, couple more things to do before we finish. Just a little bit of news. So what I'll do is I'll play the uh, the goals of the month for you while you are uh, while I'm reading some of that for those who are watching on. Sorry, goals of the month, goals of the week. That's oh, been a good day. Uh, <laughs> the, the Nottingham Panthers are probably the story of the weekend. Three points on the board from the weekend, but notably a road win in Coventry. Oh, um, despite uh, going two goals down within 59 seconds, they subsequently scored six unanswered to win 6-2 and secure two points, adding the one, adding to the one that they got at home to the Blaze in a 5-4 shootout defeat the night before. Um Sheffield remain on the march. Uh, they've put 14 goals past the clan in two games. A 5-2 win in Renfrew was followed up by a 9-3 shellacking of Glasgow back in South Yorkshire. The league title currently looks more when than if, but um, but we'll see uh, what happens in the stretch. Uh, Sheffield have also reached the Challenge Cup final, despite a mildly unprofessional announcement prior to the second leg of the semi-final, which everyone in South Yorkshire had an excuse for. Uh, but Ultimately, the pronouncement of holding the final proved correct as they coasted past the Blaze with a 10-1 aggregate win. The opponents will be decided on Wednesday night in a winner-takes-all battle at the spectrum between Guildford and Glasgow. Uh, in a matchup that used to have a bit of heat to it, seemingly no more, uh, Storm took two points from the Flyers while the Flyers took three points from the Storm, Storm of the weekend. Um, the, a shootout defeat at the Drizzle Dome, adding the extra point for Tom Cullen's men. And the only other game to mention is Dundee losing 5-4. As we said earlier on, uh, Peter Cornell's goal a minute and a half in the additional period gave Guildford the full points. Um, let's have a look at the Elite League table. Sheffield, as I said, I was zooming a bit more. Let's on not. Let's move on. Move on. <laughs> Sheffield lead the way, 59 points. That's a, what's, that, what's that, a 14-point lead on the, the Cardiff Devils in second. Um, Guildford are in third, 41 on ourselves. We are in fourth, uh, 40 points off 34 games. Blaze, two points behind with a game in hand. Dundee, as Mark Lefebvre said, are four points behind on 34 games. Storm on 30, well, 34 from 34. And uh, Glasgow Clan are 32 from 34. Fife and Nottingham are in the ninth and tenth spot. Fife and twenty-nine. Nottingham on twenty-five with thirty-one games played. Um, where are the real battles here, gents? I think you know. Obviously, Davy, it looks from it that the Sheffield have a lead that you mentioned earlier on. Is is it unassailable? Are they uh, champions elect at this point? Nothing's ever done that's done. However. It's a big uphill struggle for Cardiff or ourselves or, or anybody else that's in and, in and around those positions. You've got to go perfect and hope that they drop an awful lot of points. Um, very difficult, I think, from our own perspective. And we were st in the same in the same position last year yeah. to an extent. You just have to worry about yourself every night going forward here on in. And you just got to take care of your own business and see where... You know, see where the chips land at the end of the season. We can't worry about Sheffield. We can't worry about Cardiff. We've just got to worry about the Belfast Giants. And that's the great thing about supporting this club. Don't need to worry about anybody else. Says so they, they've Sheffield have added their team this week. Uh, Patrick Harper, a Friendship 4 alumni. Uh, alumnus from, um, I think it was a BU he played for. Yep. I disagree with David. Um, the league's over. Um, every other team is getting ready for playoffs. Uh, Cardiff, ourselves, Guildford, Dundee. 
all you know basically it's going to be jockeying for who's getting um home stance on on the playoff the, the Steelers aren't going to be caught now I think it's well the way the point situation is right now I think Cardiff who are closest to them need to win every game between now and the end of the season and hope Sheffield lose six games um and that's it's it's not going to happen. four games against us says four games well, against us you know what? Uh, we Adam and I talked about that today um and uh it's 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 a big ask I mean they're just playing that well and they're even when they're not playing well they're finding ways to win so it's uh the, the Steelers have been a, a different gravy this year they really have and um you know I'm not gonna blow their, their trumpet anymore it, it is what it is but everybody's getting ready for the playoffs now you get ready down the stretch you, you basically put yourself in position try and get everybody healthy um and I think we've got a chance to win the playoffs absolutely um, if we can get everybody healthy and start getting on a roll here to, you know, you you, you want to win. You, we talk about getting on a roll. It all starts with winning the first game. If you win the first one, you hopefully win the second one, and then you pick up points from there on. And up until last weekend, um, you know, out of the previous 10 games, we picked up points in nine of them. So it's um, we need to start getting on a run here now and getting a better form. Um, as Adam mentioned in his interview, there's there's been some positives taken out that weekend. You have to say, you know, four power play goals I think was scored. Um, but when you can see a couple of shorties on, on the on said power plays, it can be a bit of a pain in the bollocks as well. So time to go. Just you know, get ready this weekend. Next up is I, I can't even remember who we play. Is it Dundee or is it Glasgow next? Glasgow. Glasgow. So next up's Glasgow. Let's just get ready to go on Saturday. Do you know what the way Sheffield are playing? It doesn't happen quite often where a team is this dominant on a run to go and and you know on a run to the title. The last one I could think of was us and the team that had like Adam Keith and Dustin Whitecotton and you know uh, Calvin Elfring and and that sort of stuff that had you know really great defensively, really good goal team in 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 and you know that we're able to, to get that it's the road element of it as well. It's being able to, to do what they've done. They've what they've lost one game on the road. And we're in the when it's the sixth of February. Yeah. That that if you hold your own games, and if you do that on the road, then you know that that that's where it comes. And somebody asked me at the weekend. You know, somebody had said last week, "Is it the best Sheffield Steelers team ever?" I I don't know. That don't really pay that much attention okay. to Sheffield. But uh, they then asked me, "Do you think we would have given a game with any of the Belfast Giants Championships teams down the end?" Hundred percent. I would have put. I would have put last year's team. When we were at our peak last year against the Sheffield Steelers team, do I think we would have won? Yeah, absolutely. Besco, when he was playing, you know, when he came in January, February, March last year, was was unbeatable. That, that's just the way it is. If, we, right, if, you, if you basically played six out of six against the Steelers last year, I would have fancied us for at least five wins um, against those teams. So they're a good team. Make no mistake about it. Um, but, again, you, you talk about the Dustin White cotton season, um, even the one in 2021-22. Last year, 2022, isn't it? Or 22, 23, Not yeah, last 20, year, the year before. Yeah, 21, so 22. That would have given them a, a really good run for their money as well. So they're they're definitely not the best team ever in the in the elite league, in my opinion. Um, but they're definitely a good team this year. I think uh, not to you know look back. That team was Surrett and White Cotton swears. You know that the the, the was what Paul Eddie was the um was good. Do you want? Know I also look back at that team and think of what might have been. Yes, we have won the Grand Slam, and you know it's something that I'm so pleased and I still live off from last year. But I look at that team as well, and I think that team had it in them to do it, and it just sort of that was it, Davy, the collective exhale that came after. 
it's uh, I see comments as well. Somebody Alan Brett saying I can only hope Chef will drop off after the, you know, they ultimately go on and, and seal the elite league. And there's a possibility of that happening as well. Teams, especially when you've lived with the pressure. We talk about the weight of the Belfast Giants jersey being too heavy for some guys, but like Sheffield haven't won an awful lot in, the, in a, a long time. Um, so this is this is big for them. You know, when these wee clubs come up and, and win leagues, it's it's. It's massive for them. It'll be massive for their fans, you know, to celebrate a, a league championship after almost a decade. So, you know, you can only hope that maybe the guys get on the sauce a wee bit too much and they have that collective exhale. you got to be standing ready to kick that door up the hall when that opportunity comes. Yeah, yeah. Two games this weekend, as we've mentioned, Saturday 7pm over in Renfrew to take on the Glasgow clan at Brayhead Arena. Um, you get that on clan TV. And then, as we've just been talking with Mark Lefebvre, uh, we're away to the Stars on Sunday at 5pm at the DIA. That will be on Stars TV. Um, just your two gents, uh, take on, on something I mentioned with Adam Keefe, is the fact that the GB games that are taking place and the other international games that are taking place uh, mean that we are short on players. Is this a bad decision from the Elite League, considering... One, the build-up on what GB could have, we we talked about it previous weeks. The GB are in a, in a in a position here in the Olymp to qualify for the Olympics, which is huge. So give the guys more preparation time, but also you you know Sheffield, Nottingham, ourselves, Cardiff. You know we're all losing players for two for a weekend yeah. of games. Is is this a bad decision from the Elite League, David? No. I think that Adam said it best when every you know. There's a finite amount of, when you've got a 54 league game season, you've got 12 to 13 whatever games it is in the Challenge Cup if you go deep in it, and you've got two weekends of, of playoffs. There's a finite amount of dates, and those dates are set before and Adam said about Belarus and Russia coming back in, which yeah. ultimately yeah. we wouldn't have needed, we wouldn't have had this weekend in the calendar. Um, and unfortunately it's had to be shoehorned in. It is what it is. You've just got to... It's kind of sucking up for Cardiff. Cardiff have lost their coach. Uh, fortunately for us, Adam, Adam's staying with us rather than going with GB on this. You know, there's there's four away, four away with GB, one away with Japan, one away with Italy. Um, not ideal, certainly at this stage of the season. Um, but look at it, this literally, I don't think the EIHL can be blamed on this one. They could have said, okay, we'll hit the pause button. That then has a knock-on effect on the Dundees, on the Glasgow clans, those guys that are waiting on, on Belfast coming in on a weekend instead of us playing on a weekend. We'd have had to go to Glasgow on Tuesday night or Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever. But I had to go to Dundee midweek instead of 1,200 being there. They've got 700 there instead, you know. And knock-on things like we have flights booked, we have hotels booked, we have boats booked, whatever, you know, whatever that might be. And there's a... There's money decisions to be made all the time here. And, and look, it would have been ideal if, uh, if Belarus and Russia had to do the qualifiers instead of GB. Those are the breaks when, uh, whenever you're developing nation, whenever you're trying to get... And look, it's critical. I think we should be okay and we'll come through this group. I say we, GB. Um, come through this group and get that last stage of the qualifications. And, you know, hopefully if we do, we'll have you there at one of the games. Paddy, cheering and boys on. Who was a bit playing? I'll get a shirt. David, sorry, yeah, says, um, your take on it? I would have liked to have seen a break. Um, not yeah. just only to see, you know, GB concentrate on that, but also it's always nice to get a break as a player, you know, midway through a season. Um, it would have been nice to try and get a few days off when recuperating and, and um, you know, prepared. Like they, they did, did last year, but 
like I, I totally understand the situation regarding the clubs and finances and and we're maybe touched on it we are still technically as a developing nation um for hockey and um you know it's some teams have lost players other teams haven't from deal have a full squad this weekend i'm pretty sure glasgow are apart from rob lagovitz um but now i've just seen that they called up uh craig peacock from solway and uh, yeah. so he, he's unretired and back out again for the glasgow clan this weekend oh tomorrow night actually tomorrow night now, i'm not sure he's about the weekend but this is okay. tomorrow night for sure so yep there's nothing we can do about it um right i've got you know what i'm in a bit of a position here gents my wife's locked out downstairs so i'm going to wrap this show up really really quickly <laughs> i just got a text I just to say, I mean, loads of people are asking did we get the hat off oh yeah, yeah. i was going to say no. that. No. Any, i was going to say any other business gents yes it's um, a, we, yeah, we take we, the cap up and let's see the hat no, um no um we it was your man last week it's my hair's nearly as short um Happy Here's birthday, Mada. It's Roy the Builder's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Roy. Take your hat off. You can't I'll give you a, I'll give you a side view. says, that's all I'll do. I'll give you a wee side peeker. Look at that there. Oh, my goodness. How do you tell you this? I don't know. It's you're very short. Double it's year, very short. Dad, look at the back of it. Sure, yes, sir. Show us the back of it. That's a short one, mate. Yeah, and you were standing out in the rain watching Nelly playing hockey? It, it, was, uh, it was a money-saving Thing. If it's, they get a cut, get a skin fade, it'll do me two haircuts, you know. Really happy. How old are you this year? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be 30 this year. I know you are, though. <laughs> um, I went let Joe in there. See you later. No, that's right. She's, she's, she's out. She's, 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 she texts me, says she's going to sit in the car to take my time. The um, Those two games, is uh, any other business, boys? Any other business says you got anything? Um, yeah. Um, just thanks to everybody who donated, um, whether it was shirt off the back or into the buckets or uh, bought stuff at the OSC desk on Saturday and Sunday for the Cancer Fund for Children game and for the Chinese uh, Welfare Association. Absolutely outstanding. Um, our fans are the best. And then you always get that minority all having a go and, and saying about this, that, the other. But um, from, the, from the people that, that donated, and and you know the, the cancer charity, we're very 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 thankful for for everybody that, that stuck money in the buckets. We we only do that for our official charities, and then obviously the Chinese welfare um, who came along on, on Sunday as well. So very 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 grateful. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, and also um, well done to all the Cardiff Devils fans. Quite a big uh, quite a big traveling crowd as tends to happen. The uh, <laughs> as tends to happen a big traveling crowd over to Belfast team to have. A great time. Um, right, yep, two games. Away to Clan, Saturday, 7 p.m. Away to the Stars, Sunday at 5 p.m. If you're not making the trip over to Scotland, then you can get those on Clan and Stars TV. Big thanks to Blake Spears, Adam Keith, Mark Lefebvre, everybody who is added and, and interact with us. If you're listening in, at AVFTV on Twitter and the likes. Big thanks to everybody who's sent us message on YouTube and Facebook. Davey, you were just about to say something. Happy birthday, oh, Dad. Uh, big Big happy birthday to, to, to Davies Da. Um, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge.
Social Podcast Network.